Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, we traveled to Long Island. I had a chance to talk to some of the members of JAB. They just self-released their latest record, Casualty of Reality. And I think that record is hard-hitting from front to back. And if you haven't checked it out yet, I suggest you do head over to their Bandcamp, jablihc.bandcamp.com, or check them out on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, whatever you use. It's super awesome. And actually, today is Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day. They just released Casualty Reality on tapes through Nuclear Family Records out of South Wales DIY Hardcore, which I think is really awesome. So if you guys have a chance, go pick that up. It's super cool to see bands release their music in different formats. It gives everybody an opportunity to add to their collection. But I had such a great time talking to the guys from Long Island. Shout out matt testa chris it's always fun to talk to anybody from long island they're really great group of guys and i love that their scene is tight-knit and there's so many awesome bands coming out of long island as of recently and and i say as of recently but there's always been awesome bands coming out of long island rest in peace backtrack but seriously i had a great time just being able to chat with the guys about the music what they're doing currently and things they have planned ahead because obviously we're all in this situation together and we actually talk about it pretty heavy which is not my favorite thing to do but i just had a great time talking to those three guys they're really awesome and i fully support long island hardcore i love jab so please without further ado welcome matt testa and chris to the podcast All right, and we're live. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Hey, man, I'm Chris. I'm, I'm Matt. And I'm Testa. Matt. Who is also Matt. <laughs> Matt Testa. All right, and you guys play in a band called Jab from Long Island? That is correct. Yes, sir. Yeah, I first I heard of you guys. I, I you know saw your guys' name popping up on flyers. But uh, I, I didn't check you guys out until uh, Casualty of Reality came out because when when that dropped, I, I just saw like a, a million people like reposting it, and I was like, all right, I was like, I I gotta you know stop like you know sleeping on the span. I'm gonna check them out, and I listened to the record, and, and I thought it was like super awesome, and that's why I, I reached out, wanted to have you guys on the podcast. So uh, you know, I, I think the new record's awesome, and I was just curious, you guys talk about how Jab came together. Yeah, dude, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for having us on. Yeah, thanks cool. so much, man. Um, yeah, I mean, we uh, we formed, what, four years ago now? 2016? Uh, yeah. 2016, yeah. So right around, like, I probably around spring, I think, me and Testa started jamming, right, I think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds right. And um, at the time, I had just been, like, doing recordings out of my uh, my my practice space and uh testa had this like demo written already and just needed like needed some members and um so i i started just jamming with him learning the songs and um probably about i think during the summer we started tracking it and like i had just planned on saying just like helping testa record it 
and then they, like he was just gonna i was just gonna let him like get a drummer and like they were gonna form a band because i was already in like two bands at the time and then we started recording it and i was like shit this is sick that was the homegrown eight demo so we put that out in october end of october i think yeah um, yeah yeah there. of 2016 and then we were like went in hard like playing shows in 2017 we played so many shows we played like that hometown show they the uh the um the the benefit show we played over in uh, uh hudson valley with mind force that was like one of our first shows yeah that was in like february of two that was, yeah late february of 2017 yeah that was that was, like that our, was like our second or third show i think because our first was in what january of 2017 was it yeah, I think so. No, it was the first. Our first show was with uh, Forced Out and Hang Yeah, and Draw That was November. That was when Donald yeah. Trump, after that, he got elected. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Damn. So, yeah, that. Um, so, we kind of we went, we went in really hard. We played a ton of shows on Long Island, and um, we've been wanting to play more shows out. But hopefully, with this record now, we can get the opportunity to do that. But. And a little backstory too. Um, sorry to interrupt. Bob. Oh, you're fine. Me and Spataro went to uh, school together, and we first met. I was his actually. He was in sixth grade, and I was in eighth grade, and I was his math <laughs> tutor in middle yeah. school. And then, um, you know, we I started going to shows like in like 2009 or so, and like a couple years later, like I ran into him and uh, Ron's Rebel Island shows, and uh, I think it was this is hardcore. I think in 2013, uh, I was with a few people of mine, and uh, I went, I think, the first night, and they were going the second night, and pretty much they said, like, oh, we're going to be at this place, you know, you're on your own the first day. So I was at uh, in Philadelphia at the show, and I had no place to stay that night, and, you know, I was just, like, walking around, and I ran into Ron, who was our, our bassist, also the drummer of uh, Hangman, and, uh, you know, so I was there, too, and we started hanging out, and they, they let me crash in their room that night, and then... Uh, you know, as years went on and, uh, you know, months went by, um, Ron showed me, like, a demo of Sotaro doing vocals in a band, and it had, like, that, like, sheer terror and neglect kind of tone to it, and I thought it was sick. So, uh, like, a few months later, you know, uh, like, when Sotaro said, let's just, uh, you know, start a band. And then, uh, yeah, and then the story goes, like, you know, I so I met Chris and everything like that, and we started jamming, and then we brought in Sotaro, and then Ron came later on, and that's how we pretty much uh, came about. But that's, like, a little... Backstory behind us, we uh, few of us know each other for a really long time. I'm yeah, like out. me and Ron, me and Ron been like best friends since kindergarten. So it was like it was about time we were in a band together mm-hmm. for about twenty years. <laughs> That's wild. I, I didn't realize that you guys like you know went that far back. Yeah, I'm the only one that came in like recently because these guys knew each other in like high school and shit, and I only I only met them all like four years ago. So. And uh, but did you like know them like just like through the scene before you guys actually like met and became friends? Not at all, actually. Not I really hadn't. Enough. I hadn't known. Um, I hadn't met any of them because I didn't really go to the same types of shows that that they had been going to. Um, and I had gone to a lot more shows that involved uh, a good friend of ours um, from the band Moontooth. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that band at all, but um, shout out to our boy Vin. Uh, from Moontooth who kind of put it all together because when Tessa was looking for a drummer 
Vin hit me up, and that's how I got in touch with Testa, and that's how we started jamming. So shout out to Moontooth. Love those guys. Oh, yeah. That's like how everything just kind of came together naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so you guys dropped the new record in like the middle of this whole like pandemic situation. Uh, was that release date like always the plan? Uh, actually, it's kind of funny. We wanted to drop it April 10th, but then Drain and Rotting Out ended up posting that they were going to be dropping their new releases on April 10th. So we were like, let's just push it back a week so it doesn't get uh you know mixed up in the fray. And yeah, we were just like, it was kind of last minute to push it back another week, but. You know, we had been working on it for a while, and it just, we're just like, uh, how long we worked on it for like well, over a year? Yeah. So we, we did work on it for a solid year at least because we were planning on putting this out summer of 2019. Okay. Um, at first, because we started tracking, I tracked my drums uh, 2018 in December 2018 for the, for the record. And then uh, we worked through it. We recorded guitars and we like weren't happy with the guitars. So we redid guitars and then I recorded the record. So I like we were like super picky about everything. We like reamped the guitars like several times and went through that mm-hmm. and just because of everyone's schedules. And like we all have full time jobs and shit and Ron tours with Hangman. So there was a lot of things that like held it up, but also gave us time to like really nail it down and like decide what, you know, like go back to it with fresh ears time and time again, just kind of like figure out what we liked and what we didn't like on it. Like it didn't, it was kind of a blessing in disguise to not have to rush it, but yeah, we didn't finish vocals up until what December again, December something like that. And then started getting everything ready to go with artwork and whatnot. So yeah, we had the title track. I think we had the title track completely written. I think, maybe two and a half years ago or so. Oh, dude, yeah. And, you know, with this, the, with the new record, I, I kind of wanted to uh, have, a, like, a more cohesive, I guess, um, I guess, bounce in the songs as far as um, just the certain timing of parts and everything like that, you know, I wanted to have, like, you know, the usual kind of... Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't explain it, but, you know, I was very picky with the songs, and uh, it took... Took a little longer than we would have liked to, but I don't, I think going forward we have a better uh, hindsight of what we want to write as a band. I think going forward we'll be able to push out music a lot quicker than uh, it took us in this two and a half year gap or so. Yeah, yeah Testa is the Testa is the mastermind behind all the riffs, so he's he takes a while to to write stuff, which is great, and then he brings it to practice, and we kind of flesh it out the rest of the way, and that's our process. And how often do you guys normally get together to do practice? Before this, it was before like the whole quarantine. It was like once a week at least, pretty much. Yeah. Okay, and man, but I, that uh, two years just going through the whole process of recording the record. At any point, do you guys ever feel like maybe like maybe. You know, the songs wouldn't hold up, or um, you guys weren't satisfied with them? Uh, you know, from the beginning of the recording process to when the record actually came out. That's a good question. I mean, uh, me personally. Oh, you go first. No, okay, sorry. Uh, me personally, I probably was getting the most frustrated, but <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, like, all yeah, right, yeah, we like, were like, 
fucking hurry up, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, like, Spitaro definitely, I mean, obviously he's the last one to be, you know, to get tracked because he's, you know, doing vocals. But so we had, we took a lot of time, like I was just saying, tracking instrumentals and redoing stuff and making sure it was all tight. Um, so, I mean, you know, it wasn't, it was definitely a frustrating process, all, all be rewarding, but I don't, I never doubted like the material. I think like we were always happy with the songs and I mean, there's always that moment where you're like, I don't know, you know, there's a few occasions where you're like, not sure, I guess, but, um, you know, I think getting getting like is that you that's my fucking phone yeah that's my house phone (laughs) that's awesome no i'm surprised i'm uh to hear a house phone in uh 2020 yeah the fuck is going on very updated (laughs) you're in a bunker over there bud um no so yeah i think probably the only part where we weren't like completely sure of everything already was was lyrics and vocals because we like that's that was the last step that was like not an afterthought but like that was literally we didn't even touch that until instrumentals were like done we were like ready to track vocals so i think we were really happy about everything else leading up to that process because that was that was like a huge process in itself i think we were we did vocals for like three months or some shit like that yeah um i think it, it definitely worked out though because like we we one we have we have a pretty good process of going over the vocals like mm-hmm. we bring the lyrics to the studio and we basically all we basically all go over them and see how they'll work you know how we could work them out to the song and what'll be best and with all like the time that had gone by because so for like this record I did I wrote the the lyrics to all the songs aside from uh, the title yeah. track which Tester wrote. And it was like as time like would go on, I would be able to like think of better way like better lyrics for the songs that I already had written. Mm-hmm. So in the in in the way like kind of waiting so long like helped make the lyrics better. I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, we all like for this record. I think we all had a part in every aspect of it as far as the instrumentals go and the vocals go. Um, so I guess it all kind of started to develop and evolve, like Satara said, uh, throughout, you know, the course of the recording process. But I think, it, yeah, it really paid off because I think we're all very, extremely happy with how the record came out. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, what was there ever any, uh, like, label interest? Do you guys care about that at all, like, leading up to this record? Um, not really. We kind of just had, an, I feel like we had enough faith in ourselves that, like, it would be good enough and we have enough friends who like care about us and support us that would help us push the record. So I don't think we were really, we didn't really care too much about like a label. I think we just felt like the music will speak for itself. And if you like it, then you like it. And if not, then you know, yeah, I, I think it's awesome that you guys, uh, you know, release it on vinyl and, you know, doing it all by yourself. Cause I, I always like, you know, question um is the record label necessary and uh, this is not to talk crap about record labels because you know some of them are pretty awesome but mm-hmm. uh you know okay. this day and age you know you guys re- recorded yourselves and it's just so easy to get the music out there to the people so I, that's like something I, I always like wonder about like you know is it necessary like is it possible just to be like fully independent yeah i mean we um we didn't have a problem with it 
I think uh, we did talk about, you know, we tossed around some ideas for, for having help releasing it. Um, but ultimately, it wasn't a problem for us because, I mean, you know, like I was saying earlier, like, we all work. We are all, we're all really busy. We all got full-time jobs. So it's like we were able to, you know, just do that ourselves and, and just handle it up front. And then we'll, you know, we'll, we'll take care of, we take care of everything ourselves right now. We're just, we're doing the, all the pre-orders. Um, just to plug it really quick, uh, if you want to get a physical copy of the record, uh, you can head over to our band camp. And pre-order it still. I think pre-orders are still up, right, Tesla? Yeah, pre-orders are up. The uh, we have like a we have a, a red vinyl with black splatter. Those are moving really quickly, actually. So yeah, those are cool. I can't yeah. wait to get. Uh, so those are available for pre-order, and we're also getting tapes done uh, through a UK label. Are we? Can we do this? Can we? Can we talk about this right now? Yeah, yeah they have to say there's a there's a. A guy named Josh at uh, this label called Nuclear Family Records reached out to us to um, do a distribution in the UK, and uh, I think he just uh, he uh, announced it today. I think the tapes go on sale on Monday, but you can just check it out at uh, Nuclear Family Records. Uh, they're located in, uh, I believe, in Wales. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it's just um, we'll be on Monday when the store has them up and available. We'll uh, be sure to post about it and include the links and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But I know we got a few questions about uh, distribution out in the UK, and uh, that's where you can go. Yeah, and again, the vinyls are at Jab Lihc Bandcamp, so you can get them there. But yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think it's cool being able to do it ourselves. I think maybe for the next release, we'll we'll we might shop around more more seriously and talk to more people. But yeah, we didn't we didn't really go too hard trying to find anybody. We weren't really worried. We got a lot of support at home. And, so, yeah, for sure. And I'm, I'm sure if uh, people, you know, weren't in tune with who you guys were, they, they should be now with this new record. Cause it's like, you know, like I saw like a lot of people reposting it. And when I listened to it, uh, I, I've been jamming it all weekend. I, I think it's like a really good record. Thanks. Man. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So I have like, uh, you know, this like fascination with like long Island. I, I, I tell the story all the time. I like on the podcast, like I, I did like a trip to New York, a, couple of years ago with some buddies and we, we spent like a couple days in the city and then we did like one full day on long island and i was like man mm-hmm. i i wish like we were here you know like I, I wish we did it in like reverse like you know one day in the city then like you know more days on long island just because i felt like it was just like way more like chill and i just hated being around like like so many people when we were in the city yeah oh. yeah, <laughs> yeah that's how i do so are, are you guys like, are, are you guys all originally from long island yes. yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. we like live i mean me and testa used to live like mm-hmm. i could have walked to his house in like 10 minutes like he used to live so close he moved a couple towns away and then like chris is like a 10 minute drive from me like probably a little bit a little bit longer from testa now mm-hmm. we're all from basically the same area like ron our bassist lives on the on my block right yeah. So, yeah, we're all, we've all been here forever. Long Island's such a unique place because you can go down south and you hit, like, some of the best beaches in America. And then you can go up north and just, it's just, it's pretty woodsy up there. And if you go out south, you see, like, vineyards and then they got the Hamptons and everything like that. It's just, it's such a, you can't, like, spend 
you can't get a lot of out of Long Island in just a day. You know, like you said, you have to like be here for a few days because there's so much, you know, to take in. Yeah, yeah like, for sure. So, so you go to like like Montauk. It's like like the end of you know the island. Uh, like it's like a two hour drive out east. You know, like yeah. the Hamptons are on the way. But it's like north to south. Like you could probably drive north north to south north north to south in like forty minutes. You know. Yeah. But. Yeah, there's a lot to do here, and then like plus the city's like an hour and change of like a train ride, so you got you got options. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what are you guys doing these days to stay busy through all this? <laughs> I've been working. I haven't stopped working. Um, I work for an AV company, so I've just been I've just been doing that and playing video games. I bought an Xbox for this shit because I got bored. So, just been like trying to find like hobbies and shit. Cause I record on the side when I'm not working when or doing band stuff. I also, you know, I have my studio. So, um, I can't do that right now, really. I mean, there's not a lot of people that are willing to come through and be in a group in a, in a building and, and hang out and record. So, it's like that's kind of on halt a little bit. I've been like doing a demo, uh, with a few guys, but that's like about it for me. Yeah. I've been, I've been, well, I've been like temporarily unemployed since I think March 25th, so I kind of just been like working out at home, going for runs, bike rides, going to the beach, because do it, do nature shit, pretty much. <laughs> trying to keep busy. Yeah, <laughs> He's in the dungeon down there in his basement. Yeah, <laughs> shit, working out in the basement. Yeah. Nah, I work out outside, dude. Beautiful out. Oh, well, you're right. You're right. It is beautiful out today. Uh, I'm I'm still working too. I live at a house with a, a few friends, and it's just it's chaos nonstop. You know, <laughs> that's pretty cool. I get. I, I I've been staying busy too because I I I still work and I try to keep the you know podcast going, which mm-hmm. has been uh, you know pretty fun to do. I've, I've still been doing it like every week. Uh, but other than that, like I just got back into World of Warcraft. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that oh, game. Oh, sick! Yeah, dude, I used to play that with my brother. Oh hell yeah, that, that, that's awesome. Yeah, I I just got back into it. Like some friends like hit me up and they're like, "Yo, like you should hop back on." And nice. Yeah. They just put out WoW Classic, right? Yeah, that's like um the the newest thing. But uh, right now they're like building up to like a new expansion that's supposed to drop uh sometime towards the end of the year. I think like November. Nice. So, uh, Curse, cool. you said you bought an Xbox. What games are you playing? Oh man, so I I I have a Switch. And I was waiting for Doom to come out, okay. uh, Doom Eternal, like the new one that came out. Mm-hmm. But um, it they like put it on hold for Switch, so and I like couldn't wait to play that game. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'll just buy an Xbox, I guess." And like, literally bought an Xbox just to play Doom. But I mean, obviously, uh, I like I want to play other games on it now. But um, but Doom Eternal fucking kicks ass, man! It's like one of the coolest shooters I've ever played. It's it's insane. Okay, no Animal Crossing for your Switch. Nah, nah. No. Uh, I was playing Mortal Kombat 11 for a while on my Switch because I never got to play that. And um, yeah, that that was sick. I don't know. It's just like I don't I don't have like friends really on Switch. I don't really do like the do any of that. I just like kind of want it for when I'm traveling or whatever. It'd be cool for that. So I got the Switch Lite. Okay, that's cool. I, I feel like you're, you're one of the rare ones that doesn't play Animal Crossing. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, I was waiting for Doom. They came out on the same day. I was like, 
oh, fuck, I'm just going to get Doom. And then it just didn't happen. And I was like, just kind of sitting tight waiting for Doom to come out. But while everyone was like playing Animal Crossing, I was like, I don't want to get Animal Crossing, spend 60 bucks to play it for two seconds and then like play Doom. But that never even happened. I just ended up buying a fucking Xbox. So, for sure. Yeah, I'm looking to a PS4 actually at some point next, like in the future. Do it, dude. We can play cross platform. A lot of a lot of games are cross platform now, which is sick. Yeah, like what? Um, I discovered that Rocket League is cross platform, which that game is awesome. I don't know if you ever played that. I haven't. No, I'm like uh, I like playing like sports games and like. There's a game called Golf Club that we've been playing. It's like three bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know it's like it's like you're in need of something like. No, I mean Rock- Rocket League kind of is a sports game. It's it's like soccer but with cars, and you're like it like everyone's smashing into this like giant ball. It's fucking sick. You should try it. You should look up a video. It's it's awesome. <laughs> that game rocks. But yeah, I've been playing some Rocket League, playing some Red Dead. They got Red Dead uh, Redemption 2 up on uh, on Game Pass right now for Xbox. So finally been getting into that game, which is literally just Grand Theft Auto on horses, which is badass. Yeah, so that's that, that Rocket League game is pretty interesting. When it first came out, it, it was free, and then it got like super like crazy popular, and they're like, all right, like we're gonna start charging for this, and I, what, mm-hmm. I, I think now it's like what like. 20 bucks which is like a fair price but it, it yeah. is, it's just kind of crazy to see it, like that game kind of grow in popularity yeah i do remember when it first came out and i was like i like played it once and i was like all right it's pretty cool i guess and then um like because of quarantine i you know i got the xbox and i was just chilling doing nothing like looking for something to play and i picked it up again and i was like i've never i'm not like a sports guy and i've never like yelled at the tv before like my dad like my dad yells at the tv when he watches fucking baseball but like I was yelling at my TV. Like, it was the first time I ever found myself fucking, like, yelling at the TV. <laughs> I was like... Trucks and soccer balls and balls making you do that, man. Dude, it's crazy. It's, it's a really, it's, like, high-velocity, high-stress game. It's nuts. I'm but, stressed out just thinking about it. Yeah, dude. You would be stressed watching it. You would have no idea. You'd have to get up and leave, to be honest. You're probably right. <laughs> you don't play so, yeah. any, any video games, Matt? Um... Nah, like the newest system I have is like an Xbox 360, and just it's just like I'm like when we're not in quarantine, like I work in the city, so like like I'm up at like 4 a.m. If I'm getting home at like my train pulls in at like 5 p.m. and then I like I'll go to the gym for like an hour and a half or two, then I come home, make lunch, eat dinner, and then go to bed, and then I also have classes. Because uh, I'm an I'm an electrician union, and they make you go to school like during your apprenticeship. So I'm, I'm an apprentice, so it's like I got like schoolwork, regular work, and I, I just, I'm like I'm too busy to just to, like justify like spending a couple hundred bucks on a system. Where aside from like the whole quarantine right now, I'd really have like no time to actually play it. So yeah. I just I've been watching shows. I I don't watch shows, but I started binge watching. Uh, I just I started The Sopranos at the beginning of quarantine, and it's sick. And just other random shows and movies, and I've you know been needing to catch up on. So you know that's oh, yeah. fine for me. That's pretty interesting. I feel like I, I know a lot of people who just started watching The Sopranos. Dude, yeah, everyone. <laughs> yeah. He looks like a yeah. Sopranos, doesn't he? What's up? Ooh. 
You look like you'd be in the Sopranos right now. You got like a white beater on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I could go over some pasta right now. <laughs> hey, what's the? <laughs> I uh, I fucking I um like just binge watched at it. Like I actually got pretty bored of my Xbox at one point, so I binge watched uh, the whole Alien series like the last week or whatever. Fucking incredible! Forgot how good those movies are. That's awesome. Yeah, I've been. Uh, there's that new app apple plus and they have this show called defending jacob it's like starring uh chris evans it's like this uh story it's just like about this family the son is like getting a um charged with like murder he's like a like a, i think he's like an eighth grade like about to go into high school and he gets uh charged with murdering uh like his classmate and you're kind of just like going through the story and they're trying to figure out if he actually did or not and it's actually like pretty like intense because um it's, it's, it's kind of interesting that they kind of like showed the parents in like two different lights like the mom she's like kind of like going like stir crazy and she doesn't really mm-hmm. want to believe that her son is that an actual like murderer but she's like you know freaking right. out and is like losing her mind over it because she thinks that he did it but doesn't like want to admit it but then the dad chris evans he's like on the other side of the fence who's like no like our son isn't a murderer and they they do a really good job of like you know kind of like tugging you like you know in both directions and you know, making you yeah. really confused he's um, good i like chris evans yeah uh great what, actor. what was it called again uh defending jacob oh word on uh what is it on apple plus oh word oh apple plus exclusive yeah yeah so uh, yeah it, it was like the like the first thing that i ever watched from that platform and i was like okay i was like if they keep doing stuff like this they, they definitely have something here because it's just right. like, like really like you know obviously like apple's like a huge company but to jump in and try to compete with like netflix and hulu and amazon it's just uh, you know pretty hard yeah. at this point that's pretty bold yeah. yeah dude i can't wait for quarantine to be over though i'm like already getting bored of all the shit and um Getting back to like recording and yeah, just want to play a damn show. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, how are things out in uh, or on Long Island for you guys? Because I know, like, in the city, it's like you know, well, from like our perspective, like out here, like in the news, it's like like you know, really bad. Like you guys, you know, have like such high numbers for like the quarantine for you know all the cases. First of all, respect for changing into on. Okay. But uh, it's like weird, just like because I was working like when the uh, like when the panda pandemic and whatnot coronavirus started like popping off. I was because I work in Manhattan, and I was working like in a hospital in Manhattan where it's like the epicenter, and we're all at work. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? We're like working in a hospital with coronavirus patients, where we're like gotta take the same elevator as everyone and it's just, it's just it's really, really weird feeling like and like I would, i'd have to take a bus to my job too so they actually like they cautioned off like the front half of the bus like all the buses so you couldn't sit by the driver so they've been going they were going into like lockdown mode you know day by day is like all this was going on and then like eventually they kind of just shut my job down and then I haven't been to the city since, but it was like a ghost town. Like yeah. when I was still working there, it was so weird. Like you walk down the street and there's just like no one. Like I said, I haven't been there in over a month. So 
I don't know how it is there, but the city on Long Island, people are kind of going about their day at, at this point. Yeah. It's like weird. Like you, you go to like the beach, you go to the park, and it's like tons of people just hanging out. Like nothing's going on. Yeah, Long Island is definitely a lot different. The city for sure cleared out, but I think that's because normally people are like on top of each other. So, like out here, that's not really the case. And like I think people are more comfortable with just going out, and you can, you know, it's a little bit more sprawling. People can go to the beach, and they don't have to worry about like brushing up against people and. You know, it's like if anyone's going into like a grocery store around here, it's like, you know, same thing, I'm sure, as most places right now where it's everyone's wearing masks. You know, there's a few people that are like real freaks and they got their whole fucking body covered. And, you know, I've seen that a few times. So, I mean, you know, it's like I said, I guess coastally, it's probably the same thing pretty much everywhere. But I don't know what the middle of the country is like. Probably not as bad. But, um, yeah, out here, it's just been it's been kind of lax, I guess. There's a lot of people that are that are still going hard and like really trying to stay inside and really not going and seeing their friends. Or if they do, they like take it really seriously and stay like ten feet away and all that shit. So, um, but there's definitely a lot of people that are just saying fuck this and doing their doing their thing. So, yeah, out here. Wow. We had like this like big old protest out in Huntington Beach, like thousands of people, you know, gathering and like you know, wanting like the like beaches to be reopened and the they have, but like there's like some rules like you can't really like you know lay out on the sand. You kind of have to just like keep it moving. And mm-hmm. I actually drove by the beach yesterday, and th- there was like so many people like surfing, uh, like mm-hmm. you know, versus like a week ago there was like nobody out in the waters. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like yeah like we're still in the quarantine but it, it definitely doesn't seem like it when we're out and about because there's even yeah. some restaurants that have like reopened and i never thought in my life it would be weird to see people sitting and eating in a restaurant because that, that right. used to just be so normal yeah. just like being around people um you know sure. like in that capacity so like it, it's, it's definitely strange but I, yeah I'm, I'm at the point where like i'm just ready for us to kind of like you know move past the pandemic and uh, it, it seems like you know all the reports and everything that I'm reading, and, and I don't know what's real or what's not. Cause I'm not like a scientist. And I'm not really like you know like heavily involved. I'm just kind of just kind of reading what's on the internet, and it seems like we're moving in the right direction. But I just don't understand like why it's like taking so long. Yeah, it's, it's going to be like a, a spike where like they're going to start to reopen things, and there's probably going to be a little spike that goes up as far as cases go. But no, people just I have had enough, I guess, in a sense. For sure, yeah, a lot of people have. Do you guys know anybody who um who who has had coronavirus? Um, a handful of people, not like no nothing crazy really. I don't like talk to anybody who like I know like a couple people whose like relatives have gotten sick mostly. Yeah, um, probably maybe like two of my friends, maybe three of my friends had it, had like a minor case. But no, I don't know anyone personally that was like really ill. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, same, same. Yeah, same here. I, I don't know anybody personally that uh, has had it or any like family members. Like, I, like just yesterday, like my buddy Garrett told me like his his wife's like uh, coworkers got got it. So that's like as you know as close as like anybody to me that, that I know of. Right. Yeah, that's been mostly what I've been hearing too. It's like, oh, my dad got it, or you know. I don't, and I don't think I've even, I don't think I've even heard any of my friends tell me like 
a relative died from it or anything. Oh, I, actually, yeah, no, a couple people, a couple people, old like older relatives, like grandparents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Serious stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, apparently, I had it. Apparently, because I got like the the antibody test and I came up positive for antibodies, which means I had it at one point. But mm-hmm. I I didn't. I haven't felt sick at all in like months. So I don't even know like when I could have had it. Like I feel like every no one really knows anything. Like people like spitball mm-hmm. and like and then changing their mind like a, a week later. So Yeah. Or maybe you're just uh yeah, you know, there's like like um asymptomatic people who just show yeah. no signs. So maybe yeah. That's what it was for you. Uh, when you found out that you had the antibodies, like, did that like was that a trip out for you or? No, nah, it was kind of just feel. Like, I was kind of like, all right, like, cool. I kind of, I, I was like, I kind of figured like I was, because like I said, I was working in a hospital that was that like had coronavirus patients, mm-hmm. so, like in Manhattan, where I'm, and I'm just like, there's no way I'm getting away. From, <laughs> there's no way I'm not getting like coronavirus or something like. Mm-hmm. Well, I kind of figured I was gonna get it at some point, just and I guess I did. I don't know when, but I was kind of like, all right, I guess I feel safer now. Yeah. Than I don't have to worry too much about getting it, but well, lucky for you, you're a strapping young lad. So yeah. oh, thanks, thanks, bro. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, that, that that's crazy to hear that you had or yeah. that you tested positive for the antibodies, but luckily, uh, you know, as of right now, you're, you're okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just weird. It's just like weird. It's just like nobody knows too much about anything, so it's just like yeah. see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> just be safe and hope for the best. Yeah, I I felt like it was just like some like invisible terror that was like following me around for like a couple of weeks because <laughs> like I like a lot of my friends, uh, you know ended up like like working from home but for me like i was still having to go out and like you know go to like a location to work and obviously <clears throat> excuse me like obviously like my, my company like addressed it and they're like oh like uh we're gonna give you hazard pay and then like i i look at the hazard pay and i'm like oh this is pretty interesting i was like uh, like whatever like going out and working and having to you know quote unquote risk my life I was like, this mm-hmm. is like, pretty interesting to see it kind of get quantified in like a dollar amount. So I was like, oh, yeah, I, was, yeah. I, was like, I guess this is how much my life's worth. But I was like, whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I, I'm, I, I still got to pay the bills. So I, you know, went to work and, and in like the early stages, I, you know, was like, all right, like I'm just gonna work, and if I get it, I get it. Like I, I don't feel the need to uh, be like super stressed out about it. Like obviously, like I was taking the precautions, like you know, wearing a face mask and. Uh, washing yeah. my hands and like i i just find it like super comical that like that's like the big thing like oh yeah just wash your yeah. hands but i'm like isn't that like a normal thing that everybody should be doing like to to begin with yeah yeah so, dude i guess not yeah i know it's strange <laughs> but yeah so like i i just would go to work and i i, I just kind of got to the point where like, all right like if i haven't gotten it yet I, I was just like maybe i won't get it or if i did maybe i'm asymptomatic because like i do through from like you know like late last year to now like have not felt sick once and I don't know anybody who I've been around or or at work who's had it. So I, I feel like so far like I, I've, I've been good. But then I, I just kind of like got sick and tired of like worrying about it. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'm just going to keep living, you know, my life, uh, you know, the day to day. Just keep it you know, going because like I haven't stopped working. And mm-hmm. if I if I get it, cool, that'll be the bump of the road that will change everything. But if not, I'm just going to 
just mm. keep doing what I've been doing to stay safe and just not let it like, you know, just kind of like weigh me down constantly. Yeah. Yeah. And just stay safe in public for the most part. Whatever. But, yeah, dude, it's that, that like going to work for a while, like there were a couple of weeks where I was like living in like a groundhog's day reality where it was just like two weeks straight. There weren't that many people working in my shop. Um, there was like nobody in the office section of my building. So it was just like, I'd go to work, not really talk to anybody, just work for eight hours, come home, not really talk to anybody, repeat. Like it was just like this fucking nauseating cycle. And then even over the weekends, like there was nothing to do. There hasn't been any shows. I never thought like the feeling of like missing shows is weird. Like I didn't, you know, you take it for granted cause it's just happening all the time. And like this like, like, I'm really, really excited to see. I know everyone talks about it all the time, but like the first show back or like first shows back, whatever, are going to be sick because people are just going to be so excited to just like even be there. Like, I feel like there's just going to be people who like don't even necessarily give too much of a shit about the bands. They're just going to come back just to hang, see people. Like, it's just going to be like an awesome time in general. I'm very excited for that. Yeah, about that too. Do you guys remember? Oh wait, go ahead. Somebody was saying, hopefully, like this will like when shows get going again, it'll kind of bring people out of the woodworks, and maybe we'll see like a higher attendance of people going to local shows and everything like that. I think so. Bring bring the uh, bring the jaded people out of their homes. (laughs) Yeah, right. That's wild. Uh, Do you guys remember the the last show you went to before this whole thing started? Uh, um, Honestly, it was probably Rini. It was probably Chris's ba- other band when Read the Tongue. Oh, came. really? It was probably the last show I went to. Oh, yeah. What well, are the, uh, not the record release? No, it was you guys. I don't know who you guys played with. Kayanashi. That, that band Kayanashi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny Booth. Johnny Booth, Kayanashi from Philly. Uh, yeah, Read the Tongue's played. Um, I don't know if that was the last show I even went to, though. I'm not What's sure. The- so that wasn't uh, Gorilla Biscuits and Indecision? Was that maybe your last one? That was no, my last one. I think. Uh-oh. There's the phone. Uh, We're losing him. Yeah, maybe. I, I, that was definitely in March. But okay, yeah. Gorilla Biscuits was February. Okay. Yeah, no, that show was in March. And then I know that Reign of Salvation show at Shakers oh. was supposed to. That was like going to be the first show. Oh yeah, that would have been the last show that I went to, but it got that got canceled because that yeah. was like, that was like right when quarantine was starting to hit, and people and and people were just not allowed to do anything at their at their venues. So yeah, that was like literally the the fucking like the tipping point, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like that's right yeah. when everything was getting canceled last minute. Yep. Yeah, I I think back to the I, I went and saw this band from out here um, initiate. They're doing like a release uh, weekend for their mm-hmm. new record, and mm-hmm. I I think back to that night. It was like at some venue in L.A. and like n- never did like the thought of like hardcore just get, getting put on pause like cross my mind because uh, you know coronavirus had been a thing at that point, but it hadn't gotten to the point where things were like, all right, we got to, you know, uh, stay in like, you know, quarantine, like no gatherings or any of that. So it was like right before all that like started and just like looking back at that and I was like, holy shit, like that's so crazy that going to that show, 
I, I never realized that like that would be the last one for like a like a good while. And yeah, yeah, and I, I trip out because like like all of us in the hardcore community we're all in this same position. Like there's been no shows, no bands has like played any shows, and I I know there's been talks like people like kind of like you know wondering if there's been like maybe like some like super secret underground shows like that have happened during all this. Which I'm like, I don't know. Like th- that would be weird because I like w- being able to keep everybody quiet about something like that. I think would be kind of hard. Like, yeah, during, like we would have heard about it. Yeah. So, Absolutely. yeah. So, yeah, so it's, it's just a trip that like we're literally like everybody in hardcore. Like we're all like in the same boat and everybody's dying to go to a show. Like like for us out in California, like it, we just took a hit. Uh, Sound and Fury had to pull the plug like for this yeah. year. Yeah. So that which is. Yeah, like that was a bummer for all of us because, uh, like, I have, and I've talked about this before, but like, it, it was just like at this point in the summer where, like, maybe if they held on just for a little bit longer, like, maybe things like would have been like you know possible uh, to do mm-hmm. it at, at some capacity. But I, I, I feel like uh, it, it was just like you know, it was just like at this weird point, and like I, I got you know, they had to like pull the plug and you know, told like all respect to them because obviously there's like a ton of things that goes on behind the scenes that we don't know about that they have to deal with, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, for us on the East Coast, uh, UB got canceled. I know that again for April. Yeah, um, I know the tournament weekend ruined. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> that would have been a sick birthday. Yeah, no one thought like no one even thought that was gonna get canceled. Let alone like probably everything else for the rest of the year. Like United Blood got moved to to the fall, but I don't know. Everyone's like talking about that probably not happening either. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm tripping out because I went to FYA um, in January and I, I remember walking away from that fest and talking to all my friends and us kind of like deciding like which fest we were gonna hit for the rest of the year and actually like you know booking some flights and uh, actually like having real plans to like fly out to places but then like this whole thing hits and like we still kind of like sit back and trip out that like the only thing that happened this year really is like FYA which is like crazy it was an awesome fest but like yeah. the first fest and then everything else just like you know kind of gets like wiped off the map i, I know totally. uh, joe hardcore recently tweeted that they weren't going to make any announcements like for this is hardcore he said that that it was still going to happen at some sort of capacity so I'm, I'm really curious to see what um he has planned yeah i don't know he might have it in a garage you know that might he, that might work out yeah i'm sure he's got something up his sleeve you know he's <laughs> smart about that i mean you can't do it at a venue he's not going to be able to do it at a venue so, you know, he's not going to he's not going to do it on Minecraft. So, <laughs> God, I don't know. Uh, you never know. It could be, you know, you never know. You never, uh, it's, just... it's true. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see for sure. If he can pull something out of his ass, that would be crazy. But I know I'm not going and I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, yeah it depends. I'm, I'm... It's just the, it's going to, I don't know. I would. It's weird. You just don't know. You don't know what it's gonna be like at the time. So, yeah. I mean, it's only what two months away. Yeah. So, are you guys gonna uh, be like apprehensive to go out to a show? Are you guys gonna like wait um, it out? No, no I would like because I would personally love to go if some version of this is hardcore happened. It's only like a three-hour drive away, but I don't know. I have to see. It's just. I probably wouldn't have a problem going to like a local show around here. I don't know if I'd like be down to go to a fest if it was like 500 plus people like at a place. And I don't know if that would be like a really good idea right now. 
but you know i like i'm not worried I, like I, my thing is like i'm not worried i'm gonna get sick i know my parents are probably gonna be fine but you know it's like the whole like spreading it around thing is like it's still important and like you know that's why like i you know i've been hanging out with my friends lately like no mask whatever but it's like all my friends that i know have been like staying safe and being clean and staying inside and shit and it's like but i still like wear a mask and and i'm safe when i like got in public and like you know, if I go grocery shopping or from like whatever, wherever I'm going out in public or at work, you know, I'm, I, I stay as safe as possible. So it's like that's still like I still definitely value that if it's going to be about a big crowd. It's like I don't really think that's a good idea to, to organize. But I don't know. Who knows? Basically, with the bands, too, you know, like as far as, you know, as we go, we kind of put up this record at you know, we go out more and, you know, we want to try and, you know, maybe hit the West Coast at some point and this and that. But, you know, because of all this, you know, who knows what's going to happen? You know, I'm sure like a lot of bands are in the same boat as we are, you know. Right. Did you guys have like a record release show in mind before this whole thing started? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who wants to tell him? Yeah, we'll keep it a surprise until it actually happens. But, you know, we were planning for like May 9th and then like sometime in May. Um, yeah it sucked because we spent a long time like nailing down a date and then once we had a date nailed down then somebody had it booked and then you know we were like trying to figure out which venue would be the best out of like the two main venues that we normally have shows at around here and then like once we like kind of figured everything out then there was just like we had to like figure out which weekend there was like so many things so many like obstacles and it was like there was no reason why it should have been so hard like it usually isn't that hard to book a fucking show but like i don't know it was very challenging and then quarantine happened <laughs> so it was like we like figured it out and it was cool we were gonna do it and like we were you know hitting up bands whatever we nailed down the date and then fucking the world shut down so we were just like well i guess we're just gonna wait then but i mean the release was like it was cool to like still release it because you know everyone's like no one's doing anything so everyone's listening to it, and you know at the same time it was it was definitely a cool. As much as it sucked to not play the show, it was it was cool to uh, to have everyone's attention. Yeah, got nothing else to do. Yeah, <laughs> it was sick. Yeah, I feel like right now, um, since you guys like put the record out, it's definitely giving time to, or it's giving people time to bond with the record and you know jam out to it and learn the words and actually like look forward to whenever that first show back happens w with you guys. Yeah. Normally you don't need a full year to, to get to know a record, but it might be that who knows. You guys stay hopeful. Yeah. 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 Just go see what happens, you know, taking it day by day, but it's whatever, you know, well, now I'll bounce back. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking about it right now and yeah, since March, I've really only seen like the same four friends uh, that I normally hang out with and we don't hang out like frequently. Like we'll just try to get together maybe like once a week, uh, you know, go get food or something and just go like chill, like nothing too crazy. Yeah. Right. Um, and like, yeah, like we're pretty like, you know, lax about uh, social distancing, uh, you know, just cause we've been like pretty safe about it. And, mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, I don't like diss anybody who, you know, who wants to social distance that that's fine. Like, I totally get it. Like um, me and my buddy Garrett, we drove out to see one of our friends in Las Vegas 
and he's, he's like a germaphobe and like i didn't really like think about it like on the way there but then like once we actually like linked up he was like super serious about social distancing and like mm-hmm. I, I i thought it was pretty funny but uh you know like we were hanging out like we went like i like picked up food and like we were like chilling in the parking lot but he like literally wanted to be like like one parking spot in between us like hanging out so we were oh, like, yeah. like having to like yeah. you know like uh you know talk like loud just to you know hear ourselves which i right. it was pretty funny but um what's vegas like right now it must have been spooky oh yeah it, it, it was a trip because like, we went there on like a, a a saturday and uh we like drove through the strip and there was nobody it, it was so strange because like like all like the digital billboards and everything were still going but uh, there wow, was just, creepy. yeah there's just nobody really w- like walking the strip we saw like you know random like bums here and there and people like riding bikes and skateboards but it, it wasn't yeah. as packed as it normally is yeah it's so weird that's kind of like how uh times square looked that's so some i wasn't out there i haven't been in, in manhattan since uh since quarantine but i saw some pictures of times square just not a single soul like like one person walking over in the distance on like yeah. a saturday like an afternoon, just Saturday afternoon. I was just like, what the fuck? And it's so weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually follow this uh, BMX YouTuber who's uh, from Long Island. And he actually did a video where he went into the city. And it was pretty crazy to see like him in the middle of like, Times Square. Just like being able to ride his bike and like having like nobody really around. That's sick. That is actually awesome. Yeah. What's the guy's name? The uh, BMX guy. His name's Anthony Panza. Hmm. Hmm. Don't know I know a lot of BMXers. Name sounds kind of familiar. There's like a pretty big like BMX dude actually from West Islip. This kid Ooh. Billy Perry, right? My brother graduated with, but I don't really know much about the BMX scene. Yeah, me either. I I, I just like stumbled up like across his video on like World Star Hip Hop one day. It was just like it was like like he was like filming on like a GoPro, and I'm like, oh, this is like pretty interesting. He's like, I don't even ride bikes. Uh, or anything like that. I, I just think it's interesting to see him just like kind of uh, sometimes he'll just like do like ride throughs like through like, uh, you know, bigger cities and then he'll just like do like, you know, vlogs like him and his friends like, you know, hitting like a skate park or something. That's sick. Yeah, man. Yeah. Then like, I don't have a BMX bike, but been riding the mountain bike every day. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been buying bikes. Just to get the hell out of the house. Or yeah. For like an hour. I do feel left out with the bike thing. Everyone's everyone's watching uh, Sopranos and fucking riding bikes right now. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but my buddy just like got a, a fixed gear and he like is uh, doing rides every week. And he he like told me that that I should get one, but I'm just like, man, it's a lot of money, and I don't know if I'm gonna be like that into it. So I'm mm-hmm. on the fence about wanting to actually buy a real bike. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing about quarantine that's been cool is my bank account for sure. <laughs> I think uh, I think a lot of people can can sympathize. It's like yeah, just not doing anything. I mean, like I still kind of find ways. I mean, everybody is like itching to do something, so people like still order shit or whatever. But it's like even even still, if you're buying stuff from and whatever, it's like you're not doing your normal day to day shit. So like, it's funny to watch that those like normal day to day tiny expenses that add up just go away and you just like you're like oh okay this is what it's like to say yeah <laughs> didn't really think it, i would need a fucking global pandemic to save money but here uh, we are <laughs> yeah me too i know i feel the same way yeah no, i i definitely get that i i find myself uh, on like amazon and like 
feeling privileged. And I'm like, holy shit, like, why am I getting mad that like my AirPods that I want to order are going to take two weeks to ship when normally I could get them in one day? Yeah, it's like, it's, all right, yeah, I'll right take there. it, man. I don't, I don't even care. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, nice it's, that I don't have to, my fucking, my train ticket to go to work is like fucking 400 bucks a month. So it's nice to not have to uh, spend that for like a couple months. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. Plus Subway, like the, the Subway. 50, mm. 60 bucks a month. Imagine going on a subway now. What's up? Imagine going on a subway now. You know, I know they're clean. When I was like going to the city, like when, like, like, you know, when everything was starting and I was still working, it's just like if you're sitting on the subway, like trying to, you know, not touch anything, like not mm. touch the pole, not touch the seat. And it's just like, but then you still got like half naked homeless people like rolling around on the on the fucking floor. <laughs> I've like, heard I've heard yeah, that's gotten worse. That's what that's one thing I've heard is that like there's a lot of people getting like kicked off a lot more people getting kicked off of trains, like homeless people. And like or maybe not even kicked off, but like a lot more people like inhabiting trains right now. Why is it so expensive for you to get to work? That's wild to hear that you spend that much money. That's just I don't know, like, Long Island Railroad is, like, the only railroad. So, you know, they kind of, like, they raise, like, the price every couple of years. So, like, a monthly pass to the city is, like, I when I first started, it was, like, what was it, like, 300 and change. Now I think it's, like, closer to 350. Mm. And then, you know, I was lucky. At, a few jobs I had, I could just walk there, but, yeah. My most recent job, I had to take the subway, so that was like fifty bucks a month just to ride that. It's pricey. Mm. It kind of sucks, <laughs> but it, it's, it's worth it in the long run. Like driving in isn't an option. Uh, it is, but it's like it's a bad option. It's like in the morning, so like if I drive in at like which I have here and there, if I leave at like four thirty in the morning, I could get to the city in like an hour. But if I was gonna drive home from manhattan to my house in the afternoon it would take like fucking almost three hours probably yeah. so it's just so congested Damn. so it's, it's just like fuck it i'll just take the train you know get to and from quicker yeah it's so much easier when i did that trip uh we were on long island on a friday and we were uh, trying to leave to head to new haven and mm-hmm. And we didn't really take into account that there could be a possibility of traffic because, like, none of us at that point had ever been to New York. So mm-hmm. we're like on like the Long Island Expressway trying to leave at like four in the afternoon. Oh, and oh no. Holy oh. shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> we were like, like, literally, like, we, I feel like we were under this bridge at one point for like maybe like 45 minutes. Didn't like. Sounds, sounds about and, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing about Long Island is traffic sucks. I'm sure I know like LA traffic I heard is terrible too, but. You know, long island traffic is something else. Just such a, just, I can't imagine the millions of people that live on this island. Let alone like, there's like three main highways, four main highways, and yeah, it's, it's not a lot. Terrible. Like, yeah, rush hour traffic on Long Island goes from like 3 p.m. to like 7 p.m. <laughs> it's like it's that's, retarded. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's wild. Like even like now, like driving home from work or even just getting places, it, it, it's nice because like a, a lot of people are staying inside quarantine and uh, the freeways are 
like pretty empty compared to what they normally are. So I, I, I definitely appreciate that aspect of life right now. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. There's like no Dude. one on the road. Yeah, that my my uh, my commute has been my commute went from 45 minutes to 25 minutes to my job, which has been amazing. But it's it, it's it's been picking up slowly. Like the past few weeks, have been gradually like getting uh, a little bit more dense. So it'll probably be back. I mean, we don't there's you know there's no more school so it's probably not going to be it wouldn't be back to normal anyway until you know september if school did come back which i don't even i don't even know how that's going to work but um yeah it's it's uh it's been great it's been chill matt you mentioned that you're uh taking classes uh, have you been doing like stuff online or is that on pause oh uh, we're like on my classes on zoom so i was Blogging at like 5 p.m. every Monday, and it's like it's been kind of it's kind of nice. I could just sit on my desk and eat and drink and just hang out, and it's like it's like the same thing except just not in a classroom. Just get hammered and go to class. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Nah, it's like it's it's weird because it's just like it's class on on like on the computer like mm-hmm. through a video chat, but. It's whatever. I kind of like that. I kind of like it, to be honest, because normally when I go to class, it's like after work. So I have class at like, it's a long day. Like I wake up, at, I wake up at four in the morning, go to work. Then I have class at five in the afternoon in the city. Class gets out at like 8.20. Take like an, an eight. You know, then I take the, the train home at night after class and I walk in my door at like 10.30. And I'm in bed by like midnight or a little after, and I'm waking up at four again on Tuesday. Mm. So it's kind of nice that I, I don't have to do that for a semester. Yes, Patara's always the first one that leaves practice because he's got to be up at the ass crack of dawn. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a long ass Monday. I'm like thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally like a 20 hour day. But it's okay. It's, wor- it's worth it in the long run. Yeah. It's just, for right now, it's a pain in the ass, but. Like I said, it's nice that I'm not dealing with that at the moment. When you are, when you're on Zoom, are are you able to like use like the custom backgrounds? <laughs> I've never tried, honestly. <laughs> I'm like that. the least tech savvy person in the world, so you should do that for your classes. It'd be funny. <laughs> oh, I'm just at the beach in class. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've never even tried. I just like I said, I'm not tech savvy. I've never used Zoom before this class. I've never used Skype until right now. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Learning something new every day. <laughs> yeah. I'd never even heard of Zoom before like this whole thing started because I was always like familiar with like, you know, Google Hangouts or Skype or just straight up FaceTime. So when people started talking about Zoom, I was like, I have no idea what this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I I started that, Zoom. that was new to me, too. <laughs> It's cool that, was- that you could do that. Like, thank it's it's cool that at least we have a pandemic in like modern times where like right. not everything has to be put on hold because we can do you know we can make do. Right, right. Yeah, but but it also like kind of like opens up like a lot of people's eyes. Where like wow, like I could just really work from home. Like I know uh, Twitter, uh, they announced recently that like uh, all their employees, uh, they have the option of like working at home, like going forward, like they don't even really have to get into the office anymore. 
See, that's how he's blowing his nose. <laughs> so, like, what the fuck is he doing over here? Is, is that a yeah, common thing? Yeah, I mean, for my job, we, like, never... We always, like, thought we could work for him, but we never gave him that option until now. And it, it's it's great. You know, hopefully they continue to do that, you know, once they start letting people back in the office. Do you ever, like, feel any, like, lack of motivation since you're, like, actually working from home? Oh, 100%. Yeah, it's it's tough, but um, this is I work at five in the morning, so it's nice just to get out of bed. We all like wait, we all work crazy hours pretty much in this band. You know, it's hard for us to get together. Like, but yeah, it's it's just nice to not to be up at you know three thirty in the morning, get ready to work, and just roll out of bed at four fifty or so. Oh, dude, that was that. I forgot about that whole thing. I when so last year. I was still working at Guitar Center. I, I worked at Guitar Center for three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Testa, um, Testa works. What were you working? You you were doing like... 3 to 10.30. 3 to 10.30. So he would work at night. I would normally work at night. So we would normally jam late. And then Spataro works dumb early. So we were like... None of our schedules ever matched up. So that was like another thing that took so long with like writing and recording the record was that we just like... It just took so much to even get us all in the same room at the same time, like for a while. So now our schedules actually kind of match up. Tesla works early. I work a nine to five now. Spintaro works like pretty much the same hours as as Testa. So when we we first started getting together, our practice would be at like Tuesday at midnight. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, I do remember that. That's that was. I was working. I was working for Coca Cola, so I had off like Monday through Wednesday. Right. I remember that. Yeah, I do. Uh, that stopped. I forgot about that. Wow. <laughs> that, was so st- that was so funny. Yeah, I think, the, I think the demo, Chris and I were jamming to like, we like, I think we we're finishing songs at like 5.30 in the morning, I think. We like started at midnight. Oh, yeah. We would, when we were recording, it was, it would go dumb late. But when we were jamming, we'd normally get together around like 11 and just jam to like, you know, one or two. And because, uh, you know, we, we, we didn't have to be up till whatever noon to get ready for work so that was easy that was easy for us that was just like the, the shift but um yeah then that that changed spadar uh, started working real early we couldn't really get like full jams in and it got a little it got a little bit more complicated to uh to meet up and write and record but now i mean now we don't have that problem now we all sync up so it'll be, so, it'll be a little quicker yeah i think i think now this place is a good step in the right direction they're going to be probably jamming a lot more and writing a lot more so we'll have, hopefully have some new music out in, like in the next year or something like that you know and when you guys are jamming out um or and meeting up at midnight like is like were you guys at, like at a practice spot that's open like 24 hours or what yeah. would you guys practice yeah well yeah we so when we started it was at my uh practice space that i had um and then when, when Jab formed, they, they joined up at the spot. So uh, Testa brought all his gear, and Jab was like officially part of the room. And then in May of – well, actually in June we started. but um, So June 1st, 2018, uh, I moved into a new studio, like a bigger spot, um, to kind of like improve my recording process. And uh, everyone, na- everyone naturally moved in. Um, that we were already involved with. So that was cool, moving into a better spot. Um, I have uh, 
Evan Perino from from Separated. I don't know, I don't know if you remember Separated. Remember that band? They actually just played their final show. When was this? With uh, with Sanction? It was a Sanction release with Jukai? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That was like November. That was November of last year. I yeah. Remember. Okay. Yeah. So that just happened. So yeah, Separated. Um, but yeah. So Evan is like shares the room with me, and we do recordings out of there at uh, Shell Shock Audio. So you can see all the all the records we do. A lot of Long Island bands um a lot of like mostly hardcore stuff are coming out of that studio from me and evan um we do a lot of those recordings uh we definitely got to get a a website up soon for that but um we moved into there june so it'll almost be two two years actually in about a week a little bit more than a week it'll be two years we've been in there so we should throw a party we should throw a party We we threw you a party in the last one surprise party yeah that was fun. and you guys set off the smoke alarm yeah <laughs> had you guys managed to do that once yeah. no I, i'm sorry how'd you guys manage to set off the smoke alarm yeah oh, um i oh uh i think there's just smoking weed inside yeah we're just crazy Some like, yeah, we're just probably a bunch of psychopaths oh for sure I, i'm yeah, like picturing like birthday candles or something Oh no! No, it's a bunch of blunts, like three blunts at once, actually. Like the, in the smallest space. Yeah, yeah, it was so funny because it's like a, probably a twenty by twenty room, okay. and there's actually a GoPro video that we got because they surprised me. So like, they had a uh, my buddy had a GoPro recording like the whole time, and he forgot to turn it off. So it's just like you just at the beginning you just see a clear room, and then like if you fast forward like. Three minutes later, it's just like a fucking cloud, and then it, and then it's just chaos because the, the smoke alarm went off, and it's like in this 2020, 20 by twenty room. There's like thirty so people in there. Like right, like the smoke alarm is like right up your ass, so it was so loud, and uh, yeah, and that was funny. But nobody came. I don't think that the security system in that building was fucked. That place was like a shithole. So nobody came. Didn't even work. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody came. No cops. No no fire department came. It was great. Just everyone came out of their their recordings. They're like spaces, and we're like, "Yo, what the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, that guy came from across the hall and ran in. He was like, "What are you guys doing?" <laughs> so, funny. yo, remember, remember when we were just jamming, and that kid like knocks on the door. He's like, "Is the show here?" And we're like, what <laughs> "Yeah." What are you talking about? <laughs> yo, there was a couple of times where where just a random person would would just knock on the door. Actually, there was one time that a cop. Knocked on the door. Remember that? Me and Russ were in there. I don't think I was there. Yeah, me and me and my buddy were jamming, and uh, and a cop or somebody knocked on the door, and we opened the door, and there was just like two cops in the hallway, and they had they had probably gotten in because the, the front door like didn't even really lock that well, so you could you could just kind of rip it open, and I don't know why they were there, but they were just like, "What were you guys doing?" We were just like, "Uh, just jamming." And like Russ had like the bowl like in his fucking hands, like, but like I guess he managed to hide it. But that was crazy. But like anybody could just waltz in that place. It was like the security sucked. But one of the things I'm one of the things I'm very happy about the new spot is that there's a a nice bathroom where you could like, you know, take a shit in without feeling like a, a science experiment. And uh, and there's cameras and whatever. So it's good. It's a nice spot. It's bigger. Yeah, much bigger. I'm just curious about that. Air conditioning. That kid who showed up asked about the show. 
<laughs> did he have like a flyer? Was he like by himself or was he with, like with friends? I think it's with a couple people. Oh, dude, that was I think that was actually I set my friends on fire was that was playing across the street. Wow, that's Do you remember that? Cuz that I remember that. So the studio that we used to be in was like in this industrial area and in the same parking lot there was like this venue soundstage thing that they had shows at for a little while. You guys remember Evolution? Remember that spot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> and then they just like had I set my friends on fire play one night, and everyone was like, "Why? Like this is the dumbest venue for that." And but like so many people showed out. The parking lot was completely packed. And I guess it was it was probably that night because there were, there were just a bunch of weirdos that showed up for that show. So yeah, I don't know. I think we were hanging at our at our spot when that happened. But they just went yeah. to the wrong building. They had. They had a 50-50 shot. They just went to the wrong one. Yeah, they knocked on the wrong door. That's all. That's really. so funny, though. That's funny. So on the newest record, you guys have seven tracks. Were there any that didn't make the record, or do you guys have any new songs written? Um, I mean, I, I like lyrically, I have, I have songs that didn't make the 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 record. This record, and then I just also I'm always like writing something. So I got plenty of songs lyrically and then i think testa said he got a few uh instrumentals right or something like yeah that. the good thing about quarantine is you know i'm just like stuck here you know i'm just like been playing guitar a lot more than i usually would you know come with some ideas so hopefully when this uh you know everything resolves you know we'll start writing some new music yeah there wasn't really there weren't really any ideas that me and testa were throwing around that that didn't make it i mean i i think there might have been a couple I don't think there was actually anything before we were before we started recording. I think it was kind of like a mad dash to the finish with like with writing instrumentals. I think we were just like trying to just cram as much as much writing for that record in and and work on the songs that we already had. And we didn't really I don't think there was ever any songs that we were like already working on that we were like all right, fuck this track when it's not going to make it like we just solid wrote everything through and just and yeah. and there were there's a there's always a lot that changes like we'll we'll be like all right this song's done and then testa will show up <laughs> a week later and be like hey man i changed i changed x y and z and i'll be like all right yeah that? i did a lot. i'm sorry <laughs> and then it's and then it's either i yell at him because it's already perfect or we change it and it's better and then i thank him so you know <laughs> that's the process for sure. And uh, who came up with the name of the record? And I was just curious, um, what is that name? Uh, or, or does it have like a like deeper meaning behind it? Yeah, we were, I, uh, I think I was the one who decided on the on the name. I had had, I don't know, it just it just rung out of my head one day, probably in the shower. But uh, we, um, we were just trying to kind of nail down a name that, you know, like most people do, just kind of encapsulates the, the vibe of the whole record, the lyrics, whatever. And you know, Spitaro writes a lot of lyrics about just just bad shit happening in the world and personal stuff and whatever. It's 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 all you know. It's all like casualty of reality. Just made sense. I don't know. It just it had a good ring, and it was like this is all you know. It's all about there's a gun violence song. There's there's like a domestic violence song. There's a racism song. There's all this stuff that like just it makes it just made sense. To have that the title and it's it's catchy as shit so we all loved it 
And who came up with the artwork? Oh, our buddy Ridge from um, from Life's Question, uh, the guitar player Life's Question. He does a lot of artwork, actually. Ridge Ridge Rhine, R H I N E. Um, he is on Instagram. You can look him up. He did the Knock Loose artwork. He did. He's done the Hangman one by one artwork. He's done a shit ton of albums. A lot of stuff recently. Um, but he's he's great. He uh, he worked with us a lot. He actually, I had the the vision. Me and Testa were like kind of trying to bounce around ideas for the vision for the the artwork. And as soon as we told him, he like there was like only there was like one draft he sent us, and we like wasn't really like the vibe we were going for. But then the next thing he sent us was like straight up. I swear to God, it was like photographic, like right out of my head, like exactly what I was picturing. So, um. He did an awesome job. He's he makes some really quality work. So shout out to Ridge. Yeah, <clears throat> and shout out Life's Question, awesome band. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. They rule. Awesome. Hell yeah. Well, uh, honestly, I want to thank you guys for being down to come on the podcast. Like, I, I definitely appreciate you guys uh, willing to take the time, especially during uh, the pandemic, and you know, willing to sit here and talk to me uh, about your guys' band. Uh, this has like definitely been awesome. Yeah, thank you, dude. This is a pleasure. Yeah, 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 and before we sign off, you guys want to shout out or plug anything? Uh, nuclear. What was it? Nuclear Family Records. Yeah, That's, yeah. They're doing our tapes. Uh, you'll be able to get those soon, maybe tonight or tomorrow. Nuclear Family, or is it? Uh, hold on, let me look up the. It's them. Um, just want to shout out everyone too. You know, everyone on Long Island, all the bands. Yeah, all our boys, everybody, all our friends, you know who you know who you are. Nuclearfamilyrecords.co.uk and you'll be able to get those ASAP. You could pre order our records, our vinyls at jablic.bandcamp.com. Um, check out Shellshock Audio New York. Shellshock Audio underscore New York on Instagram. That's my studio with uh, with Evan. Um, I don't know. Shout out Moontooth. Shout out uh, Union Labor. Yeah, shout out local three baby. That's there's something more low Island HC than union labor. That's right. <laughs> Good old hard work. Local three electricians. <laughs> yeah, local three hardcore. Shout out. All right. Well, seriously, thank you guys again. I, I definitely appreciate this. And thank you guys again for listening. This has been another episode of the Jamie K podcast. Always on top.